Hi everyone, welcome back to episode three of this new series on the podcast where I am bringing on clients of mine who have been working with me for a bit of time so we can talk through their spiritual journey and what they are doing with spiritual work, like how it's impacting their lives, why they've chosen to do this work, what their big takeaways have been. I really want to introduce you guys to so many different ways of living a spiritual life essentially. And so that's why I'm inviting on these amazing people, all these amazing people I get to work with. They're so inspiring to me and I love their stories and I want you all to hear them. So this week we have Christina Snitko, who I'm going to let you all listen to her introduction of herself, but she is an incredible soul. She writes really amazing poetry. We talk about it. We read a few poems and she's here to share with us her spiritual journey. And it's really inspiring to listen to what brought her to this path, why she's continued on this path, her big takeaways. She offers some incredible advice at the end. So I'm going to go ahead and just let us get right into this episode. I hope you all enjoy it. All right. So hi, everybody. Welcome back. I have Christina Snitko with me today. And Christina is a friend and a client. Um, She's been doing this work with me since January of 2021. Um, And so I really wanted to bring her on. She's a poet. She has such a cool story. Um, I'm going to let Christina introduce herself, but thank you for coming on, Christina, and welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, Hi, everybody. My name is Christina Snitko. Um, As Shannon mentioned, I've been working with her since January of 2021. Um, She's such a joy. (laughs) I love working with her, and it's so funny how everything um, came to be. So here I am. (laughs) I know. Oh, my God. We'll have to go through... Um, what I'd like to do is to the, to the depth extent that you want to, um, I'd really love to hear about like what brought you to doing spiritual work. Cause basically like with this podcast, um, series, I want to introduce people to like all these different ways that we come to spiritual work. Cause everyone's di- like story is so different. So, um, yeah. When did you, when did you, how did you, why did you get interested in, exploring your life and energy and soul in this way yeah yeah so it's kind of a convoluted like a long convoluted story but I'll try to keep it as short as I can uh so essentially what what kind of led me to my spiritual awakening was in 2020 ironically um I got out of a relationship that I have never felt that way before. Like I've, I've had some pretty toxic and abusive relationships, but this one was very different because it was the energy that I felt during the relationship. I was super anxious all the time. I barely ate. I always felt hypervigilant on edge. And obviously in hindsight, now you can say like, these are all red flags, but in a logical manner, um, there, there was nothing that he quote unquote did wrong. Um, there was probably some emotional like manipulation in there, but it wasn't per se like an awful, horribly abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And so we actually broke up because there was a lot of this like push and pull back and forth uh, type of stuff we were doing. And so we broke up actually in, I would say like the last week of March or like the first week of April. 
Um, and so mind you, this was during the coronavirus pandemic. So we right, went into right lockdown. At the beginning. <laughs> yeah, right at the beginning too. So we, yeah. we broke up and then it was a couple weeks into lockdown or no, it, we, it was a couple weeks into lockdown. We broke up and then it just on top of the usual things that you do after a breakup, right? You go out with your girlfriends, you try to stay busy and distracted and that wasn't an option. So I think it felt like a double whammy of going through something so bizarre, in my opinion, and then also being so isolated. Um, and I did do like the health things, like I went on walks and I read, I tried to read books, but um, you could feel kind of that vibration of the world being so scared and going on top of a heartbreak that just doesn't help. So Oh, I can only imagine, like, what a weird combination of things to have one right right on top of the other. Yeah, it was, it was so bizarre. And even my family, because I was, you know, quarantining at home with them, and they're like, you never, like, this is, like, just the reaction I had. I had a lot of uh, paranoias and a lot of fears that really couldn't be explained, truly. Mm -hmm. And so nothing had answers for me. Like, I would Google things and um actually through an influencer uh, a Canadian influencer like she does fashion videos I found um Ashley Wood and I think most followers who are on this podcast know that Ashley Wood's a also a spiritual being and she really advocates for the Akashic Records um and she had this influencer had Ashley on her little IG wealth stories or something like that she did like a weekly series And so I listened to Ashley and Ashley kept talking about the line and I'm like, what, what the heck is this? Like, (laughs) I don't know what she's talking about. So then I followed her Instagram uh, page and I got like, so like, whoa, what is this stuff? And she had stuff about the Akashic records, past lives, everything. And so around this time, it's around June, 2020. So I, I was very depressed at the time. Like I had my dad wake me up every day to make sure I didn't oversleep for work um I was not in a good place mentally physically emotionally I mean physically actually I took walks but I didn't I wasn't in a good place Mm -hmm. and so I found Ashley and um really started diving deep into spiritual work and what really caught my eye on her page was like past lives And I really started to think like, hmm, I wonder if my ex and I had a past life and there was some karma that wasn't finished. I really resonated with karmic relationship at the time because it was it was bizarre. It was not again, he didn't necessarily do anything wrong in this life, but I was just carrying this emotional resonance that just I couldn't explain. Um, Right. There's like this feeling of of like okay, what, where does this coming from? Because it felt, it feels so like with past life karmic things, it it feels so much deeper and more intense than what you can logically understand of like, why is this, why do I feel this way? Cause it doesn't make sense on a logical level with what happened in this life. Which is actually why so many people, like, that's why I came to past life for too, is I was like, why is this feeling such a big deal? And I can't figure out why, like, it doesn't track. Yeah. Right. And I felt the same way. Like even my parents could see some of the paranoias. Like I would just, I got actually during the time I developed OCD tendencies, like I couldn't just 
I couldn't do certain things or I had certain rituals that I had to follow because I just, I couldn't go about my day otherwise. So that's, that's how high my anxiety was during the time. And somewhere around August, so it's a couple months of that, I was like, just not wanting to live. Like I was just not in a good place. And I was like, (laughs) we're either gonna, (laughs) we're either gonna not make it or we're gonna try to get myself out and try to figure out what's going on. So I talked to my doctor and I said, I I really think I should, you know, see a therapist. I'm not, I'm not doing okay. Um, I told her I was depressed, but based on just my hypervigilance, she's like, I think you have anxiety, but I honestly have, I teeter between both. Right. That scale. Yeah. So I started therapy in October of 2020 or no, September, 2020. And around that time, I really wanted my records read. Like I kind of came to that conclusion. Like I just, I truly need answers. I need to know if I had a past life with my ex. Yeah. I need to know why I'm struggling so hard right now. Um, Cause I've, I've, I've been depressed before but I haven't ever been this severely depressed. It was kind of like in a spiritual term, a dark night of the soul. <laughs> um, and so started therapy simultaneously and then I finally found Ebony Broderick is her name uh she now works for Ashley Wood uh for her company Align Within but at the time she learned how to read the Kashuk records through Ashley's course and she offered readings and what I really liked about Ebony was she does readings not like through Zoom she does it via automatic writing and she sends you this written packet so I booked a session with her and I asked a couple questions and sure enough, I did have a past life with it, with my ex and it was not a good life at all. So that made perfect sense. And, uh, there was a lot of fear my soul was holding. So that validation was really great. And that kind of catapulted slowly, like this trust in something beyond just, uh, this 3d world, something beyond religion at that time. Like I really tried to, you know, put my uh faith in like God and and it just didn't work (laughs) it just didn't work at all it was so limiting and it just it felt very uh constrained like it just didn't feel genuine and so once I did that reading I still continued with therapy on a cognitive level and then started to dive deeper into all the spiritual stuff So essentially how I found other people through this network was Ashley Wood would post people that would read the records. And through her, I found Samantha Hoppin, who's also a dear friend of both of ours, and uh, started following Sam. And somewhere around the end of fall, she started advertising for this uh, spiritual circle called Align and Ascend. And it's essentially just a six-week container to have like-minded people Um, and talk about these topics, like talk about masculine, feminine energy, talk about signs, talking about how to communicate with your guides, all these things. And that was like a big investment because at this point, even investing a couple hundred dollars in a reading was like a lot for me. And her container was like the biggest investment I, I did thus far on myself. And it really pushed me. And so we started the six week container uh, the first week of December and around the third or fourth week, she has a session with you. Mm -hmm. And then she comes back to the group and she talks about you. 
And she said, like, I'll remember, she said, she's like, not from this world. And as soon as she said that, I'm like, Sam, can you share her page? (laughs) And so she did. And then I found your Instagram page, Shannon. And I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't freaked out or anything. I first followed you and I didn't get the guidance to really uh, peruse everything yet. And I think by the end of December, I really started to peruse your page. And then I think you were um, advertising for like heel, like your heel container. And so then I think I just DM'd you. I think I read one Instagram post that like resonated so much with me. I think you were talking about your ovary or yeah, something I like about that. past life stuff and yeah. you reached out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I was like, it's just, it's so funny because in hindsight, my soul was like her, like she's going to be the one that will help you with this past life stuff. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I DM'd you and then we did like a discovery call and you were so shocked by how sure I was. I was like, yeah, like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, you were like right in there. I loved it was amazing. Um and I will I want to continue on, but I just I want to yeah. take a second and say it's really interesting um to hear you go through. I mean, I've heard this before, like I know you're yeah. for it to be here for other people to hear because it is a journey, right? And there are multiple mm-hmm. people that you found throughout like the path that you took to the path you've taken, like there are multiple people that you have found and worked with and gotten different things from, which is the way that it is. I mean, I've done the same thing. Like there are different people who've called to me and reached out with reached that I've reached out to and, and all this. And, and um, it just speaks to the importance of following your guidance, following your gut. And also like having a well-rounded, like not one person can do everything. Yeah. Like we can't do everything for ourselves on the one hand. And also like most likely if you're on a healing path and you're like, I want to work through these things, there'd be multiple people who will help you with different aspects because everyone has their own gifts, which is something you're finding for yourself, which I definitely want to talk about. Um, how your own gifts have opened up, how you found that opening up more. Um, yeah, because we all have our own gifts and then we get to like, if we, if we can, um, really have that space where we allow ourselves to focus on what we're really good at, then we can have the space for all the other people around us to fill in what we're not so good at. What's not our soul path. What's not, I think it's fun to kind of hear it and and really inspiring to hear it laid out how you put it. So thanks for sharing all of that. Yeah. 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 Like Ebony. And I mean, still to this day, I I advocate if you feel called to have your records read, she's, she's a great conduit. Like, um, went back to her multiple times since I, that first initial reading in October and so much of it was healing because it was validation that couldn't be explained on like the logical psychological brain level it was stuff that your soul knows um and it further confirmed that you know my soul has lived multiple lives because ever since I was a child I was like there has to be more than our robotic go to work (laughs) come home do the same thing again uh get married have kids like this social paradigm that we've constructed Um, and Sam's super talented because she just, she can hold space so well for people. She not only can read records and she reads records in such a unique way, like such a, I don't know if you've had your records read by Sam Shannon, but it's just, just amazing. And so, 
Yeah. And I, and it takes a lot of courage, I think, too. I want to preface that when I would first open up what my paranoia or my like deep fear was, when you really talk about it now, like now I can laugh about it, but at the time it was so humiliating for me and it was so embarrassing to me. And I had to push myself to say like, I know this is not normal. I know it's not normal to fear something as deeply as I fear this right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, I would open up to Sam, I'd open up to you. And it just, it was nice to have that safe space to be like, you're not crazy. There's a deep rooted reason for this. Right. So that's half the, that's half the battle when we're starting this work is we really need that validation of like, this is not crazy because that's Mm -hmm. what, that's what people around us will tell us is like, Oh, your anxiety is out of control. You know, your whatever your X, Y, Z. I mean, there's so many words you can put in there. So many different things, depending on what we're, what we're dealing with. But most of us, there is some kind of like external circumstances going on and we, and there's might be family. It might be friends. It might be doctors. Someone saying like, this is, you know, this is over you're blowing this out of proportion or something along those lines. We're not actually, we just need to act to figure out what's actually the root. Like, What's mm-hmm. the energy? Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's kind of fast forward a little bit into <laughs> yeah. more like present moments. So, that, so um, Christina did heal with me and, and we've talked a lot about the past life stuff. I mean, I don't know if you want to say anything about that, um, but we did so much past life work, which was really, really interesting, really fun. Um, yeah. Fun. I know there are parts of it that was like, oh my God, because past life work is like, I think it's fun in hindsight. <laughs> I think it's it is. Yeah. But at present times, so like when we're actually doing it, it can be like, oh God, what's all this? What's all this stuff? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we did work. Basically, we started with like past life work because that was almost like the surface level stuff we needed to clear and like get yeah. through to go deeper. So we that took honestly a couple months like of deep like yeah. couple week couple times a month work and then it slowly started shifting into more like soul work um finding pieces of my soul um and we continued that throughout the summer yeah and how have you noticed like more than anything more than like even the work that we've done like I want to know like how has doing spiritual work like changed your life? Why do you do it? Why have you kept on doing it? What is the reason for you that a spiritual journey is something that you've stayed on? Yeah, I think one of it is because it it truly does change your life. <laughs> like who I was when I started working with you. And I have love for her too. I have love for old Christina, but um, it's it's not who I am now. I feel a lot. I was very insecure about myself I was so uncertain I was a people pleaser still still have parts of that but not as much as I did before I lived for other people um I had no sense of idea with what I wanted to do with my life I was following the societal construct of what you should be doing um I never even knew that like I had an option that I I could I could do whatever I wanted you know So essentially I stayed on the path because it, I guess like past lives 
whether you actually live that life or not, in my opinion, doesn't matter. It's a resonance to the patterns that you're playing out right now, truly. And it takes time to also work through the ego of um, letting go of those stories and those titles and what they mean to you, because I had that too. I would hold on to those stories, but they do more harm than good if you hold on to them. So really essentially why I continue the spiritual work, because even now things from past lives or past residences pop up and spirituality, in my opinion, is a constant, it's, it's a way of life. Like it's, it's something like I have tools now. So if I have a trigger, if I have a bad time, I have a whole belt of tools that I can open up and I can look at and see what is best going to serve me or help me get out of a low vibration or something like that. So, uh, you know, for example, I learned tapping from you. I've learned how to automatic write. You could journal, you could ground, you can meditate, you could do so many, you could do so many therapies and modalities. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing is you just, (laughs) I mean, maybe some, for some people, spirituality in this path isn't for everyone, but for me, there's just, I keep getting further confirmation that this to not go down this path you're denying your your own truth like Mm. it is it's just is (laughs) yeah um i love that answer i love that so beautiful especially the to not do it is denying your truth um yeah you're you're running away from yourself essentially like you know it's the work comes up and you have different like for me now it's it doesn't feel as heavy as it did initially because i had just years and years of trauma and and right. things to work through i would say now things come up but they're not as difficult um and you ha- you're you're going to cycle through your human emotions like you're going to cycle through anger you're going to cycle through grief you're going to cycle through the quote unquote lower things and you have to allow yourself to cycle through them but it's, it doesn't feel as heavy as it did before. Which is beautiful. Cause that's our goal too, right? Is we're not gonna, like you said, we're not going to stop cycling through the human things. Like that's just, that's mm-hmm. life. We're always mm-hmm. going to have stuff come up, but the goal is that it doesn't feel so unmanageable, which I think is, I mean, going back to what we've kind of already said, I think that is such a big reason people come into this work at all, whatever type of spiritual work they do is that life, human life starts to feel so unmanageable, so difficult. Um, And so we're never going to get rid of the parts of life completely that feel difficult because that's being on earth, but we Mm -hmm. can get to a point where we can, we can make them much more enjoyable and much like much easier to deal with in our humans. Yeah. And, and to go to like my life right now, like I still work the same job that I worked when I started work with you. Mm -hmm. I still live in the same environment that I do when I first started with you. Nothing about my physical space has changed, but my vibration and my energy has changed. The way you show up as someone who just has watched you this time uh, is like night and day. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it eventually, you know, our physical reality, when it needs to shift, it will shift when it's ready to, but the, the spiritual, emotional, mental things, that's, that's, those are things that we can shift without having to move basically. Yeah. Well, and for me, like, and I, I, I think as someone, like when you're doing the work, you're kind of, um, 
you look at this at a very micro, like you have like your lens down on yourself. You don't always look around you. And so I, you know, because you're with yourself all the time, I don't always notice those changes, but I, I do notice those changes at work. I, you know, stand a lot more confidently at work during meetings where I would have so much anxiety internally. I now sit very calmly and it's just, people do see that change. Yes. And it's funny when they point it out. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's so, it's so wonderfully confirming when they do. Cause then you're like, okay, I'm not the only one seeing it. Like people who yeah. have no idea what I'm doing with like, uh, in my free time, I, I see it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I want to, I really want to talk about, um, also your poetry. <laughs> I want to oh, yeah. talk about that. I love talking about the spiritual journey and what's gotten you here and all of that. And I want to talk about what your passions are, like how you love to show up in the world. And so please share your poetry with everyone listening. I have one of your books in front of me. So you have yeah. two mirages and shadows and I have shadows in front of me, which I'm reading right now. I'd love to hear from you, like how you started writing poetry and how you realized that like, oh, I love to do this. And mm-hmm. then how you've noticed your poetry coinciding with like your spiritual journey too, just because there have been times where we looked at your poetry and gone, oh my God, like that's a past life that we just saw in the records or something. You know? <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how I started, how I came to be with poetry actually. So I, you know, poetry, modern poetry has become so mainstream um, since Rupi Carr, she published Milk and Honey. And I read that book when I was actually going through another painful breakup. (laughs) So my relationships clearly uh, spur me to do stuff. (laughs) Um, And I really liked because poetry before, before this whole modern poetry movement, poetry before had to follow specific guidelines and specific rules. And she like broke all of them. She, she became kind of publicly known because she broke all these rules. She didn't have capitalizations. She didn't have periods. Um, and during that time, like I, I wasn't in therapy. I didn't have any outlet to really channel my emotion. So I started writing poetry myself and that just became a really fun hobby. A lot of it was to release difficult emotions and a lot of times it was just I I find joy in this this is fun this is fun to find things that rhyme to this word and it keeps me busy it's a healthy coping mechanism essentially Um, I would say I started writing poetry in 2017 I also wrote like short stories and things like that it's been so long since I've been in that mindset maybe I'll come back to it at some point but Um, So I started writing poetry since 2017, just kept it in like a little flash drive, little doc. And I want to say around 2019, ironically, the reason I say ironically is because at the end of 2019, that was when I was in um, that karmic partnership. (laughs) I already had the desire to want to publish. Like I started emailing publishers and got no response and it was frustrating. So I I think since 2018, 2019, I started going back and forth, like wanting to publish. I've told so many people, like, I'm going to write this poetry book, like, watch, like you, you will see me, like, I will do this. And I had such this drive and determination, like I wanted to prove it to myself that I could do this. And um, 
I think all the cards fell into place again, doing spiritual work because I, I just let that go. Like I had to kind of let my ego go and, and just be like, well, if it's meant to be, it will be. And I need to stop trying so hard. And around um, November of 2020, uh, or October of 2020, so mind you, same timeline of me starting spiritual work and starting therapy, my dad ironically comes up to me and he's like, aren't you trying to publish your book? And I said, yes, I am. But I'm having insane difficulty for publishers hearing back from me. And he's like, oh, well, we have a family friend that does this for like a living. Like he, he helps people publish books. And I'm like, and I remember, I remembered who he was talking about because he's been my parents' friend when I was like a baby, he would babysit me, him and his wife. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So he's like, well, why don't I email him and see if he's interested and we'll go from there. And I was like, okay, cool. I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask. So my dad emails him and like instantly he's like, yeah, we'll do whatever Christina wants to do. (laughs) So that was November, 2020. Yeah. And I was so in shock by how easy it was. It was kind of like, boom. And it also was someone that I've known my whole life. I just never thought about reaching out to him. It just, you know, I also didn't know that part of the story that your dad was the one who remembered that. That's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. It's a very significant detail for, you know, people that are close to me, you know, my dad and I don't always have the best relationship. So that was a very interesting uh, workings of fate, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So I, I told, I told the publisher, I wasn't ready yet. Like I, I had a bunch of poems, but I, I wasn't ready in terms of like how to organize everything. I already knew what I wanted. I read so many modern poetry books of like how I like my style and everything. So between that time and I would say like early February was when I came. So February, 2021, I came to him officially like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to publish this. Let's go through this process. Um, Made so many mistakes because I wasn't experienced in how the behind the scenes of publishing works. And um, that took about a month to like work through all these details. And then in March, he submitted everything through Kindle Publishing, which is an Amazon publishing mm-hmm. platform. And then April 5th, so ironically how it's April 9th, April 5th, 2021, I published Mirages. <laughs> oh God, I was, I knew it was about this time, but I didn't know what date it was. Wow. Happy year anniversary since the first one came out. How cool is that? Oh, thank you. Yeah. And it's so funny because I also think that the universe guided me in this time frame because all of 2020, I I wrote so much poetry about this karmic relationship. Yeah. And it's so interesting to read mirages for someone who's had a karmic relationship. Like yeah. we'll have we'll have in the show notes the links for your book so people can get them. But it is like such a, it's healing. Like I can only imagine how healing it was to, to write through. And like, yeah. I remember hearing, I mean, we, we talked through it too, because we were doing yeah. heal at that point, but then also to read it, which is the point, like, that's the goal, right. Of, mm-hmm. of putting your work out into the world is that when people read it, they get some kind of healing or aha moment or whatever it is they need. But like when you're putting that art in the world, it's then impacting other people in a way to help them heal. It was very cathartic for me because 
if anyone does read mirages there's a lot of you know swear words in there but i i wanted to keep that in because i wanted to share a very honest and real like not sugar-coated way of how you go through certain emotions you know absolutely and i wanted to be a voice for people that maybe can't or or just don't don't want to say things that raw because I I know my poetry sometimes is raw to the point it can be triggering but it's it's in a way to show people like you're not alone like you know but yeah so I published Mirages in April of 2021 it's a pretty thick book because it's a compilation of poems since 2017 right and then in the midst of publishing Mirages and working through that, I was doing a lot of work with you and I was inspired to write more poetry. So that was going into a separate doc. I knew after publishing Mirages that book two would come pretty quickly, which now is is called Shadows. And it's so funny because as we were doing work, I had poems that were already written and Shannon and I would be like, oh my gosh, this is what we journey to today or this is what came up (laughs) so maybe in some cases I really do think a lot of my poems are channeled because sometimes I'll write things that don't quite make sense to me but they make sense now yeah and it's really funny how time works like that it's it's very cool I'm flipping through shadows right now and I'm just reading I'm like looking I'm like oh my god there are so many things in here so many things in each poem but is there one that you love the most or or from either book or is there Mm. one that you're like that was one of those this doesn't make sense I'm writing it and then in hindsight you read it back and we're like oh my god now with understanding this past life thing I get why I wrote this that you want to share I know in mirages I have like one of my favorite poems and um while you were grabbing that I opened up to a poem in shadows that I love because we talk about this so much. Yeah. I love how you put this. Do you want to read? Yeah, yeah, you could go. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. 104 and yeah. it's vulnerability hangovers are a consequence of sharing parts of my soul where I give you the weapon to use against me, hoping that you won't. Yes. I love that. Like what a perfect way to describe that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I understand myself now a lot more and I don't want to go on a whole bandwagon, but when your emotional needs aren't met in childhood, you have this desperation to connect to other people and talk. And so you're, you're seen as the annoying kid. And I was seen as the annoying kid all throughout childhood because I talked way too much. I didn't get that space where my parents could listen to me. And so sometimes when I talk a lot post-conversation, not in the moment, I'm like, oh my goodness, maybe I shouldn't have shared that. That was too much. They're going to think, you know, that was my, my anxiety and that, that was a wound. And it's so funny because I remember what inspired me to write this. I had a friend who was reading Mirages, um, didn't really reciprocate Mirages in, in their way that they wanted and uh, completely just cut me off, like ghosted me. I remember I was talking to you about this and I was so upset because I showed up very authentically and was rejected because of it. Um, And so I think that was a, you said vulnerability hangover and I used that word and kind of just ran with it. So sometimes people will say something and I'll just kind of 
start molding it into something else. <laughs> well, that's how we all create our art and the ways we create it is we're always bouncing off of each other. Yeah. And, and then we're getting to like sit with new things and then create it for create a new way of seeing it. So yeah, I love that. I get so much inspiration from people around me. Yeah. Learning of that. Yes. I want to sit with that and like, see how I can, how I can bring that into my own awareness. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's stay with shadows and then I'll go back to mirages, but there's a lot of stuff was from the work we did together inspired me to write other things. So one of them, we journeyed to journeyed or did work around the trauma and just the, the wound with men of like not trusting men. Yeah. And so I'll read this one, but it's on page 78, 79. And you asked me this question to like reflect on, and you're saying, you know, where did you learn that like men were not safe and, or where did you start to learn that men could not be trusted essentially? So I ran with this one too. (laughs) So it goes, where did you learn, darling, that men take, that men destroy, that men break? Where did you learn to be afraid of this breed? Where did you learn to fear his touch, to avoid his eyes, to question the thing called love? Where did you learn that it was safer to be alone than to try to let a man into your heart? Where did you learn that men were the monsters hiding under your bed? Where did you learn that what he said were lies, that his pretty words were his alibi? Where did you learn that all of this was fake? that love was not possible from this type of breed. Where did you learn that men weren't safe? And then under there, I wrote, I think I learned from my personal experiences. Can feel that one. Yeah. Um, A lot of times, like, like page 84, I threw this one, uh, one liner to my friend and she wrote her own poem out of it. And then I started to write my own poem out of it. And so that's that one. Um, some that were channeled and I, I can't, there was one that I wanted to find cause it's not super long. It's on page 58 and it goes, it seems that I have left the pieces of my heart. Like I have left my lovers far behind in various places, sprinkled within my memories, frozen in that moment in time, no matter how much I run, they always find me the shadows, the ghosts, they haunt me. I remember, I remember you sending me that one after we did some past life work that you were like, oh my God, this is what this, this is talking about that. Yes. Yeah. There's also one at 86, 87, but that one's a little longer, but um, it, it starts basically to me, it starts off as an idea. Like I think of something and then I just kind of like roll with it. And then as I, as I'm just writing, I think that's how it comes channeled to me. Yeah. It just comes through. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I'm still right. I'm actually writing a, a book three, I guess you could uh, like the doc is called book three and I just basically write poems. I'm writing a lot about uh, a chapter of my life I'm going through and there's certain stuff that I read yesterday and I was like, wow, this is actually like good. Like I can't wait to publish this. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. How does it feel to be able to share your words? Like when you put, when you put a book out, 
Do you have an intention behind each book? Even if it's not written in the book, like this is what this one, I hope people are taking from it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Well, ironically with Mirages, I was going back and forth between two feelings. Like one, I'm so fucking excited for this. You know, I'm so happy. This is my dream come true. And then another feeling of like, you know, I work in a pretty professional environment. And so I didn't publish my book under a pseudonym. Like I just, I wanted it to be me because this is my story. I wanted to own everything that I put in there. So there was some fear of like, what if people from work uh, find find this book, um, which ironically I've shared with some really good friends I've cultivated there and they love it. They think it's a beautiful, very deep story. And then there was another part of me that was scared that like my exes would find it. <laughs> yeah. Like how many of us actually, and I get that because like how many of us actually put out anything like art where an ex could actually read it and go, oh my God, that's about me. Like, right, right. And I'm, I'm pretty sure if they were ever interested to read my book, they would. Yeah. Um, because my close friends could kind of figure out who was written about who, like they couldn't right. tell everything, but some of them, because of the timeline or certain memories, they could. So I I really battled that fear and I still continued despite the fear. I knew that like the right thing to do is to release it. And I had such an overwhelming support from friends and family, but I I really, I was scared. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I was very scared of of that judgment. And then there's another part of me that I was like, almost kind of like Taylor Swift, you know, people make fun of her all the time that she's writing songs about relationships and I'm like, well, if you didn't treat me like shit, I wouldn't be writing a poem about you. So that's your problem. That's not right. my problem. Whose fault is this, really? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's super fair, honestly. Like, I've put out some pretty personal things, like on this podcast about yeah. um, past relationships, and I'm like, if those people listened, I don't even like make a. I'm like, I, I don't even make a any kind of secret about it I'm like this relationship from this timeline like we know who this is and there's definitely this fear of like oh okay well like what would they say but then I love the Taylor Swift thing because it's true it's like who like she just she does her art doesn't care at all look how many people that helps and that's exactly like what you can do and are doing with being able to put your poetry out if those people want to look at it Yes, I get the fear. I totally get the fear, but also if they want to look at it, like good riddance to them, right? <laughs> like you're getting right. help. And I and others. I think I think now I can stand more in my power. Like it comes to show that despite having the initial fear with mirages, now with shadows, I don't have that fear. And I now even a year from mirages, I'm like, you you have no effect over me. That is that is your problem. I'll tell the truth, you know. Obviously, I will keep confidentiality there, but again, only if that person reads this book, they would maybe decipher what is about them and what isn't. Um, But, you know, think of like any industry with art, there's muses, there's movies, there's uh, movies portrayed based on a true story, there's books, like it's everywhere, you know? I know it's cliche to say this, but it's so true. It's, I mean, art really does imitate life. So right. what are you supposed to do with, with your writing? Like not imitate life? Like that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be authentic. One of the things I I observed, tell me if this resonates with you, is that this is one of your ways of like 
really sharing your voice and sharing your authentic yeah. self in nature is through your writing. Yes. I think Mirages, Mirages is a deep book. It's, it's, it's dark. There's like some good pieces to it, but it is dark. It's very angry, but my intention with Mirages was to get all the things out of my system that I wasn't able to say at the moment in time, be it fear, mm-hmm. be it not standing in my truth. It was kind of like my, I'm going to swear, but it was kind of my fuck you to the world. And it was a fuck you to the people that messed with me mm-hmm. and shadows there, there are some dark poems, but shadows to me feels lighter. It's, it's more, some of them are based on kind of stories. I think it's interesting. Mirages is more based on my relationships about really abusive people. It's very deep. There's depression in there. And then shadows feels a lot more like making it going with the stories, going with the past lives that I've, I've seen. It's playful Um, towards the end. There's a lot of like, just connection to mother earth. And so I really don't even know what book three is. I I've written a lot of poems about grief right now, because that's what I'm going through. I hope it's not a super, you know, sad book, but you know, life life is sometimes (laughs) life has those moments and you can see though these first two books mirages Mm -hmm. is black right like the cover Mm -hmm. is black there's the dark shadows is lighter like the color of the book itself is lighter so yeah it's gray it's Uh, kind of like that in between and I don't know if book three is going to follow the same theme but shadows is definitely a part two to mirages like there are some poems from shadows that I just couldn't fit Mirage already was a pretty thick book, but it's just, I couldn't fit the order or I was still tweaking certain poems. There are some of those um, questioning abuse or questioning men and questioning all these things, but it does come out to be a little, a lot more positive towards the end, which I'm, I'm really proud of. So uh, I love that. Oh, it's so beautiful. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, it's funny because, you know, shadows was already something I was even working on like month, like a month or even just right after Mirage. So it kind of was like a poof, like I started working on that and it gave me something to do. And it's very interesting because book three right now is, is not like that. I'm not forcing myself to write. I write as it comes. And so there'll probably be more time in between for when I do publish book three, but it's a very, I think book three, it will have a lot of similarities because there's also poems based on how I wanted shadows to be organized that didn't fit in there and yeah, maybe they'll yeah. fit into book three and we'll see what happens but yeah it's fun it's it's a hobby I um I it's something I enjoy doing I it's just fun you know I, I still like I said work a human nine to five job um but I just try to find things outside of work that make me happy and that's one of those things I like doing amazing I love yeah. that oh well thank you so much for sharing that thanks for reading a couple of the poems too because they're so beautiful so now everyone can go if they don't have your books already they can go (laughs) read all of the poems um so I do want to wrap up so as we come to the end of this I I would love to I'm gonna put put you a little bit on the spot here so I didn't ask you beforehand but Basically, whatever first comes to mind 
I'd love to ask you to leave everyone who's listened with your favorite piece of spiritual advice or practice or something that's really changed, changed things for you. Like, was there a moment that things shifted for you? Was, is there a practice that really shifts things for you Mm. in life, in work, in your poetry, in your humanness, anything? Yeah, actually I do. Um, when you first find spirituality or whatever modality you use, like, you know, Reiki, meditation, uh, you know, Akashic records, doing shamanic work, whatever. Um, it's so easy to dive like completely into it and only live for that. It's kind of like the never ending, like not like black hole in a bad way, but you will never find the bottom. There right, will be right. always something connected to something that you can heal. But if you get, if you get stuck, just, I don't know if stuck's the word, but if you're on this like tunnel vision of only focusing on these spiritual things, you're also missing out on living life. Like life sucks. Life is honestly awful at times, but at the same time, you are a human. You wouldn't be here living this life if you weren't meant to learn how to experience it. Right. And, and sometimes there's, there's human things that really suck and we all have to do them. But at the same time, like to the opposite effect, there's some like such beautiful human things to experience that you can't experience doing this work. Like you'll meet some amazing people. You'll see a beautiful sunset. I love my, I love my Starbucks coffee. Like (laughs) it's literally things that make you happy. And if you're going to you're always going to have to, the spiritual work is hard work because you, in finding new things, you have to shed your ego. You have to shed what you thought was true. You have to be open to different things. You have to re relearn different things. And sometimes that's difficult. And so if you're, if you're stuck on it, I just, I find that you're kind of escaping the human experience you're, you meant, you're meant to live. Yeah. And that took me a while because I think I, I'm a very onto the next thing, onto the next thing. That's my generator self. I want to learn new things. And it took me a huge shift to be like, no, like I'm at a place where I'm okay. Like I'm good. Like I, I don't, I'm not living off of trauma, um, coping mechanisms. I can experience life. And it's like, you can still do the work, but you're not, you're not consumed by like, I have to do this all the time, which yes. is a difference. Um, yes definitely a difference I can see in you. Cause I also see it in myself, obviously it just makes the whole, the ability to human so much easier. Yeah. And I, and to that point, I also being in your container, I was thinking like, Oh, maybe I should start doing a, like a spiritual business or some spiritual work with other people. And I'm sure at some point that's what I'll come to. Yeah. But I put so much like pressure on myself as I started to like awaken that I'm a healer too. I know I'm a healer, but like, I have to do it in this way. And that took a huge, like mental shift to be like, no, you don't have to do it in this way. Cause I I still work a nine to five. It's, it's not the ideal situation I want to be for the rest of my life, but I also understand this is a segue to a different chapter of my life. And a job is a job. It's going to get boring and hard and, and difficult, but it's also you meet so like I've I've met people that are just so influential to my growth and just have been such a great support system. So again, it's like observing the good in everything that you're doing. Like it's out there. It's what you're focusing in on. So I guess to wrap that up, like 
my biggest advice is just don't get stuck trying to be this like spiritual person. Spirituality is just a way of being. It's always a part of you. You're not separate from it, but you also do not have to catapult yourself in one way, you know? Exactly. Yeah. We have to be human. We have to be here as well. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to mess up. I think that's why like spirituality too, is like, I think where I couldn't resonate with religion and there's parts of religion I do resonate with. Like there's certain prayers or certain things that I resonate with, but all modalities, including spirituality should not be judgmental. We are going to fuck up. That should really be the basis of it all, which is where we, we really fuck up in things like in spirituality is it gets really judgmental. Yes. And that's, that's something I noticed too, as I got deeper with this work is it almost in certain aspects reminded me of religion. Like I'm better than you because I'm doing so, so, and so, or I'm I'm here and there shouldn't be levels of comparison. Like you are your own being on your own journey. You're going to have certain trials and tribulations. You're going to have certain lessons and it doesn't mean that someone else's lessons are worse or better or more important than yours. Or that they're, they're handling it worse or better than you are. Absolutely. You're here to figure it out in your own way. What worked for someone else may not work for you. And there's no judgment in that. And I think that's what people need to remember. Just because one person that you really look up to did something in this way, it may not work for you. And that doesn't mean that you're like failing. There's just a different way for you to to figure it out. And that's part of the journey. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Brilliant. I think we leave it there. That's like a bike trot moment. (laughs) Have some food for thought. Think about that. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on, Christina. Do you want to let everyone know social media where they can find you there? And then I'll make sure that all the links for your books and your um, Instagram and all of that are in the show notes as well. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. This was great. I love this. This is my first podcast, by the way. So <laughs> you did great. yeah, maybe I'll uh, start talking somewhere else. We'll see. <laughs> but um, my social media, I just have Instagram. Um, it's Christina.snetco.writes. There's a link tree on there to my books. Um, at some point I might expand, but right now it's everything's just on Instagram. So that's where you can find me. Okay. Okay. That will all be in the show notes. So everyone can connect with you. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for joining. This was so wonderful. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks everybody. (laughs) Hey everyone. Well, I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Christina. We had so much fun talking about her spiritual journey and her poetry and how this has all impacted her life doing this work. And I think it's really fascinating to listen to because you get to hear that Christina has been doing this work and she's been growing from it and she's been finding her voice and she still has a human job. Like she said, like her reality is still very similar to where it was when she started down the spiritual path. And that's such a powerful piece of knowledge, I think, for us all to hear because doing spiritual work doesn't mean you immediately have to quit your job and start a business and do XYZ. Like you can do this work in so many different ways. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. We are going to be continuing this series. So look out for a podcast next week from another one of my clients talking about their spiritual journey. 
And for the time being, you can still enroll in the Introduction to Runes class. I will have the link for that in the show notes. This is very likely the only time I will offer this class, offer any kind of teaching of the runes. So if you have been wanting to learn, this is the time to sign up. All right, have a beautiful week, my friends, and I will talk to you next week.